And now back to Lifeline. And we are indeed back. I made mention of what is called the VAERS system, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. This is where you can go to get just a percentage of the reality that the vaccines have done harm in spite of the propaganda that the vaccines are safe. There's a major vigorous debate going on in Washington around this. So you've got to be diligent yourself if you're going to be clear on what's going on with with the vaccines, uh, unless you just want to pipe the narrative of which, again, if you're doing that, then you're just like Animal Farm, um, which stated this is the narrative. Everybody will share it. And if you don't, there will be consequences. And that, you know, of course, is going on with censoring and people losing jobs, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm just simply saying you can find out for yourself if you want, but you're going to have to do some laboring because they are laboring as well vigorously to keep this information concealed. It will be opened up, believe you me, as Fauci has now been called on the carpet for being uh, a significant contributor to the origin of the virus being in the Wuhan laboratory in China, which many of us talked about early on in the discussion. Now it's coming out as truth will do. Truth will be smothered for three and a half days, only to rise again from the dead. Eventually, uh, and, and enemies of the truth only need a window of time to lie and manipulate people by false propaganda so that they can condition your mind in a bias against that truth, which is what has occurred significantly in our country as well, as many of you know. But if you are a diligent person in pursuit of the truth, as the scripture says, prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. You already you already know that if the major media outlets are putting it out there, the first thing you got to do with that is examine it, not simply buy it hook, line and sinker. So VAERS is a place to go vaccine adverse event report system and uh, and no longer tell people that there is not harm going on with these vaccines, because that would be utterly uh unscientific and totally wrong. There are way too many people that are listening now whose family members have been harmed by the vaccines. And that's undeniable. We know that some of that is going to occur. We do. But uh, but don't just say that it's not harmless because you didn't get harmed by it. And there's a bigger story behind it as well. I'm going to go to line number four first and talk with Dan in Sonoma. Line number four, Dan in Sonoma, are you there? Yeah, I have a preliminary remark to my question, which is that if you rewind about 35 or 45 years, I was pretty profoundly ignorant, but I read the Bible a lot, so I I know the Bible pretty well from different perspectives. But my question is, I'm reading um, some books by Randy Alcorn, and my question is where the line is between Stark and sensationalistic and keeping it real because I'm trying to understand how to even have conversations with people that disagree with me or be better grounded. And um, I need to know where the line is between sensationalism and keeping it real and being stark. You know, there, I, I, when I was growing up, I had no question in my mind, maybe clear out of high school and clear into college before I ever heard anybody say that gangs were controversial that what was controversial? Gangs, be, being in a in a ganghood or anything, you know. And um, okay, okay. Then then I was in a speech class and we had to do reports to cover the controversy about gangs. And I said, I really went to the instructor and said, "Are you telling me that gangs are controversial?" She said, "Yeah, they are." 
And I would like to know in what context are you, uh, you know, offering this query on that okay. particular statement? I, I'm reading the book uh, Dominion. Okay. And he goes in some depth in the book about heaven, but he also I, goes in some depth about why uh, different neighborhoods with their challenging ethnicity might uh, feel uh, drawn into what are the motives for being drawn into violence. And right. uh, he's talking about uh, a lot of different issues in there. And that's why I need to field this question with you is where is the line between uh, being sensationalistic and being and keeping it real? Well, I think I think uh, Randy Acorn uh, is sometimes borderline uh, sensationalistic. He does some good work, but I think he takes the kind of liberty a lot of Christian ministers who are selling books do. That's why I don't buy a whole lot of your Amazon Christian books, because they're filled with some information that might be preliminarily beneficial to you if you are interested in, let's say, angels or interested in spiritual warfare or interested in uh, the world to come or as Acorn has done some work on heaven. Uh, but but when you look into it in, in a much more exegetically critical way or even just in a historically critical way, uh, liberties are exercised and you begin to sense that uh, we're dealing with levels of speculation that enter into sensationalism. Uh, I would like to know if what he has intimated in the book around gangs is simply an argument for a parallelism between the spiritual realm and demonic sources who operate in groups. Uh, that's the allegation and assumption of some and the uh, angelic forces who would operate in legions uh, as the scriptures would indicate as well, uh, exercising authority over regions of the world and uh, sectors of society. Um, Some of those uh, considerations from a biblical standpoint have validity, but to make a direct analogy to groups of gangs in our world uh, somehow maybe being influenced by demonic powers, I I think that those are stretching uh, stretching speculations that do not uh, get direct scriptural support. I just, I would not make that application. I would say that because mankind is fallen by nature and is already lying in the lap of the wicked one, 1 John chapter 5, around verse 20, uh, 19 and 20. And because he is deceived in his heart, Jeremiah 17, 9, and because he is therefore disposed to error, 1 John chapter 4, 4 through 6, then he operates as Satan's uh, incarnation or expression of, uh, of of evil and tyranny and and uh, oppression and uh, and force and brute and violence uh, and this is why God said in in the book of Exodus chapter twenty uh, chapter twenty two or twenty three maybe twenty one three twenty three two you shall not follow a multitude to do evil we understand the psychological implications and pull of groupthink. This is what, again, the uh, power brokers uh, and institutions in our world have been able to do in mass on social media to create the phenomena that has been called Black Lives Matter, Antifa, etc., to get them out in the street acting like mobs under a kind of mass hypnosis, mass uh, hyper-suggestive 
if you will, influenced by narrative, 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 pictures, images, sounds. Uh, and of course, we would have no doubt that behind these institutions are demonic powers because the enemy's job is to confuse, to kill, and to destroy. We know that for a fact. And, and I would simply affirm you, my dear brother, in that what you want to be able to do is anchor any conversation or dialogue around a particular subject matter in uh, a substantial passage of scripture that can be easily uh, correlative, easily understood to, to relate to your topic. And if you have the ability to uh, defend that, that text of scripture in light of the broad, broader application or development of your, of your argument or your concern, then, then you're on justified grounds. If somebody comes along and has the ability to say, hey, Daniel, uh, your, your premise is good, but you exceeded the boundaries of the application of that text. And we, we need to make some adjustments here so that we aren't saying certain things that the text didn't say. Uh, we're all wide open for that kind of correction because I believe we're living in times where the the body of Christ is utterly ignorant of the reality and that actual uh, framework and domain of, of evil. A lot of speculation goes on and sensationalism, and you and I don't want to do that. I am in total agreement with you. This is why I pay no attention hardly at all to an Alex Jones and others who also is uh, who also uh, dabbles into aliens and, and visitations and all of that kind of stuff, which is not good in a world where we actually need to be much more grounded in our reasoning and much clearer in our discourses around subject matters that are so highly subjective to all of us. So if you don't have a, a, another question, my brother, I hope that helps you out. Just pray for clarity around subject matters that you're dealing with and, and be ready to explore and talk about it. Be free to talk about it, but then also be free to have your view and opinion modified by greater clarity. That's the thing. All right, bless Thank you. you. Yeah, let me go to line number three and talk with Idris in Oakland. Nine, line number three, Idris in Oakland. Idris, are you there? Hey, what's going on, Pastor? Hey, what's up, soldier? Man, uh, ooh, I, I felt like I took a month off. I know you were gone for a minute, and I wasn't here. I was like, oh, let me check and see if I, but I caught you today. I'm just watching the playoffs. But, uh, man, you nailed it on the, you, you hit the nail on the forehead with the attack on uh, masculinity. And it's like, um, it's like basically the way I would put it is the attack of godly men who strive for integrity, humility, boldness for the truth, and letting the Holy Spirit prepare them for the coming times. That's like, it, it, it's like that man doesn't really exist or is not promoted no more in the general public view. They never, it's almost like they never got or they never promoted that. They always just started off with, you know, toxic, it came with toxin masculinity, then yeah. gender roles, and then yeah. basically just ignore, pretty much it's at a point now to, if you say I'm a man and you're a woman, that's offensive now. Yeah. But something as basic and as factual as, I'm a man, you're a woman, that's an offensive. And even if they don't say they find it offensive, they're automatically going to take a negative perspective. And it's like, whoa. And then, you know, the second you start talking, they get emotional. Emotionalism kicks in. And it's at the point to where you're not even reasoning no more. And this is with Christians as well. You know, um, I literally was following one of my homegirls who posts some really good, 
you know, Bible scriptures on her Instagram. I don't really have an Instagram account, but every now and then I dabble in there. Sure. And she posted something like yesterday that really just, it was sad because she um, posted something about Jay-Z and Beyonce. And, I, and I'm a fan of Jay-Z. I'm a fan of Beyonce, but I know where they're at, you know, sure. for a secular. Sure. And Jay-Z basically said, the quote, and I'll read it, he said, I want a relationship with no gender roles. And then he said, I want us to both make money, both cook. Both. I said, there's nothing wrong with cooking and cleaning it. That's fine. But when you start off by saying, I want a relationship with no gender role, that right there, you already, you are literally, <laughs> as a man of discernment, I see where this is heading or it already is. Some people say that don't start repraising like, yeah, 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 that's fine. And it's like, they just, they're, they're doing this little subtle, subtle. And you talked about how people are afraid to speak up now. Because they know it, they see something's wrong, but they're afraid if I say something, they're going to cancel me, they're going to jump on me. And it's like, I, I, that's why I appreciate listening to you, because you're unapologetic. You just call it what it is. <laughs> you, you say it, and you keep saying it, because they don't let you say it no more. And, and one thing I've realized is the second you start to compromise, that's when the enemy starts coming in. You can't right. be lukewarm with this. Absolutely. So just, you know, I'm just, you know. <laughs> no, you, I, you've I done a good job. No, you've done a good job, Idris, uh, in highlighting uh, something I just I want to quickly expand on before I go to break. Um, yeah, I was younger, like you are one day where, you know, I was panning and scanning the whole field of um, of, of, of black culture and uh, really trying to pick out those areas in which I could either evangelize or um, elicit from the uh, creativity of, of, uh, of, of black people, uh, whatever redemptive elements I could. But having deeply and profoundly passed through the African-American culture to the point where I am now, I see a fundamental corruption in my black community, a fundamental corruption that is so deep and profound that people like Beyonce and Jay-Z are very clear to me. They're very clearly on the other side. They have no relationship, right. no relationship with Christ at all. And this, this, this has been incremental since the days of their initial stardom. But they are simply a model of many, many, many black people and non-blacks for whom entertainment started by bringing them up out of the church, uh, causing them to sing secular songs that were really comfortable for, for black communities, and then started having the women take their clothes off because you can't really serve Bafomet, the demonic sister entity running the uh, entertainment world without your, your butt out. You have to sacrifice your body. You have to engage right. in profanity. You have to blaspheme right. God. And now you actually right. have to engage in transhumanism. And Jay-Z is one of the princes of it. So they are both incarnations of an extremely deceptive and demonic system. And unfortunately, the African-American community is just as deceived because when you see them collected together at major events on BET, and then you've got Kirk Franklin and the rest of them praising God and gathering together with them, well, we know that uh, light cannot dwell with darkness and it not be a conversation about what is true. So we know that there is massive compromise and apostasy going on in those systems. And when people proffer them or recommend them, those people are blind and ignorant too. This is 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 9. And God gave them over to a strong delusion that they should believe a lie 
all those who had unpleasure and unrighteousness that they should not ever come to the knowledge of the truth. He gave them over. So when he gives people up, it's after many, many, many years of having pointed them to the right way. And they have intentionally, volitionally chosen to turn their ears and eyes from the truth. And now they're talking like it. And that's what you got here. Look, I got to take a hard break, my brother. We could unpack this for weeks and we can analyze it and talk about it. It's a sad story going on in our world and in our churches, but it's the truth as it is in Jesus. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. All right, we're back. Let's see here. We will have one more segment. If you want to call in and join our conversation, you may. one 367 is the number to call me if you want to um, respond to any of our topics. Great topics tonight, by the way. Haven't even had to bring up any of the subjects I'm dealing with. Good topics. one 367 to join me on the Monday edition of Lifeline. By the way, Idris, you are welcome to join our brothers on Saturday morning at 8.30. Any of you fellas out there for a pre-Father's Day is really just an exemplar men's uh, uh, breakfast Bible study. I'll be unpacking uh, the first transgression among human beings in the Cain and Abel dilemma under the uh, subject of the anger of God and man. Uh, the love and anger of God and man uh, and the dilemma of the Abel Cain uh, struggle within because we have both some of the elements of Abel as well as Cain uh, in our own being and in our own communities that we have to work out and figure out why it ended up being that Cain became angry enough to kill his brother and uh, how we might overcome that tendency in ourselves in order to actually flourish and become an able type uh, pointing to the Lord Jesus Christ who died for our sins. So join me this Saturday at 8.30, brothers, if you aren't doing anything um, this Saturday. Let's go to line number one and talk with Misty in San Francisco. Misty, what's going on? Hey. What's up? That's an understatement, what's going on. So, yeah, <laughs> things have been really, really, really relentless. And uh, this topic that you guys are on, a couple topics are really apropos. Um, I had just brought up a, a Google about devils and demons just about an hour ago um, that gives some good information on that. I wanted to speak, I, I'll tell you what that is in a second. I want to just speak to the guy that called maybe, I don't know, five calls ago or something that said he's yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of under under some demonic oppression or some kind of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This stuff, this is kind of my specialty. Um, this is really real stuff, and it can happen with believers. Now, let's let's say um, let's say he fell off the wagon uh, right. and has been looking at porn yeah. or something, and you know that will that is a major gateway. They will come into the house. Yeah, they will be dark entities in your room. There will be uh, even audible kind of sounds and different things in your dream. Um, so they take place, uh, they come into all types of um, systems. And yeah. a lot of people don't even want to talk about some of these systems that I know are happening because they want to have a hamburger with avocado and barbecue and everything's fine. But honestly, if you go to a slaughterhouse, it's the demon's hotbed. Mm, There's mm. murder happening there. 
Mm-hmm. It's violent, and it's what the devil loves. What mm-hmm. he loves the most is to take the innocent yeah. and to mutilate and destroy them. And that can be anything. Every system is behind. Mm. So these are some things that will never be, you know, I mean, you can go to a fox farm where they're making fur to make money. These animals are terrorized, tormented yeah. in, fear, in fear. Fear, 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 and terror. Terror yeah. is of the devil. Yeah. And so there's, there's lots of different systems. Like you said, you have to watch your eye gate and your ear gate. If you're yeah. watching movies, I don't watch movies. I'm not into, I don't have time for anything. Uh, yeah. If you watch movies and you allow, or you like scary movies, you are letting murders in your house. No doubt if about you it. Do, if you do meditation, uh, you are letting universal spirits in the house, and they are some of the thickest, darkest, trickiest spirits, much more than the satanic spirits that you're going to come across, because they mask as a spirit of light, and they are um, they are centuries and centuries and centuries thick. So it's just very complex, but all this stuff is real. Uh, they'll come through alcohol, they'll yeah. come through drugs, they'll yeah. come through porn, and they'll come through murder and yeah. rape. Those Viol- are the violence. Time. Violence. No. You're so right. I no. I, I you know I, I'm a pastor and a counselor, so I'm dealing with um, the consequences of uh, addiction. Right. The wages. The wages of sin and death. Mm-hmm. And 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 to speak into that, you know, people say, "Oh, well, you know, my cigarettes were my best friend," or "No, my husband didn't die from cancer; he died from the procedure." Well, you know why your procedure fails because you had cancer. You know why you probably could have had cancer. You can get it without doing anything wrong. Innocent children get it. Innocent animals get it. But you can also get it from smoking and over drinking for years and years and years because it can attack all different parts of the body. So the thing is, is people say, and I know this is controversial, they say that addiction is, oh, it's, I'm an, uh, you know, I'm an addict. Well, you know what? You can claim that till the day you die. The bottom line is it's a choice and the wages of sin and death and we all like to do whatever the thing is that we like. Well, what we're and, dealing with, what we're dealing with there. And I wouldn't disagree with you. I'd frame it a little bit differently. But what what we're dealing with is a long history of the uh, deceptive institutions reframing moral and ethical choices as physical diseases. You know that we've been dealing with that for decades upon decades of them turning it into merely a medical condition rather than a spiritual, moral and ethical consequence of decisions and choices that we make. Now, we know we know better. We know that it ends up impacting the body. So I want to talk about that briefly. You didn't deny that. It's factually true. If I imbibe things in a way that abuses my body, then I'm now going to turn my body into a slave of an addictive pattern that is a consequence of volitional choices that's going to lead me to a depleted life and my physical body is going to and, impact and my mind. The body's going, and then the body's going to react in all kinds of physiological ways that right. cause it to get very sick. Right. And then very because much. of it being so sick, it's going to need other things and then it's a, it's a, it's a downward spiral. Yeah. And I, yeah, I understand that. I did yeah. want to speak to one other issue without the whole gender thing. But this is funny because you could even say that years ago to men, I'm the woman, yeah. <laughs> you're the man. 
Yeah. And you could say that to a quote regular man, and you know what? They didn't like that. Yep. Because you know what? That board, that board, that board responsibility. And that meant I wanted a commitment. And that meant you might have to be the man and step up to the plate. They sure. wanted to say, oh, hey, 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 it's not the man. You're not the man. You know, this, 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 give me, don't give me that. So there's a lot of this scapegoating trying to get out of things as opposed to, you know what? Yeah, I'm the woman. You know what? I still want to get some flowers. And you know who's buying them? Me. Yep. So bottom line, it's all messed up out there. The devil's been in a hot tirade for the last month. It's bad. It's worse than ever. It's 24-7 around the clock. And I still say my same thing. If you're at home having a barbecue, watching your TV, you know what? You're checked out to what's going on. And it's, it's a, you know, we need more people to help us, uh, whatever. And whatever the thing might be. But, you know, I wish and I pray that some of these systems will be torn down by God. I've been begging for these for years, these hotbed murders, these areas where, you know what, we're blessed with all the things we can have, we can eat. You know how many things we can eat that is not murder of an animal? We can sure. have blackberries, blueberries, avocado, burritos. I bought some today. I, mean, I, bought, I bought some blackberries and some blueberries and some avocado today. Um, you are, Hold on, we you're right. Have, I got to take a hard break. We can have you know what I mean? I mean, honestly, these systems, for me, mercy is the key to everything. Yeah. And basically, uh, if you don't have mercy, my sense is you have to question your faith. Listen, thank you for the call. We'll catch you next time. Got to take a hard break. When we come back, we'll close with Kiana in San Francisco. You're listening to the Monday edition of Lifeline. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. Let us quickly go to line number three and talk with Kiana in San Francisco. Kiana, are you there? Hi, Pastor Jesse. What's up? Hi, did you have fun in Texas? Did you get your barbecue? I did. I did. I do have stories behind Wasn't how wonderful. <laughs> it was good. It was good. I'm, 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 I'm satisfied that Texas has better barbecue than California right now. Of course it does. Uh, but I plan on changing that. I, I bought some books, some culinary okay. books on barbecue, and I'm going to see if I can bring Texas to California. We need something because they plan what they barbecue here. This is I, not good barbecue. All the good I, barbecue has, like, disappeared. And I, I agree. I totally agree. I totally agree. So what's on your mind? I was calling because you know what was funny. Well, as soon as you said you was leaving, I said, as soon as he leaving, go to Texas, something silly going to happen. And right. as soon as you said you was going to Texas, they came with that lottery system, trying to entice people to get that vaccine, talking about they're going to yeah. win some money. And yeah. a bunch of dummies went on ahead and did it. Some yeah. people won money. Some people didn't. <clears throat> and it just amazes me how people will do anything for money and free stuff. Absolutely. And if you think about it, and I'm going to take this up next time because we had such good extemporaneous calls today. Obviously, you know, I'm already gathering together significant amounts of information around the immoral and illegal act of 
cajoling people to take the vaccine by reward, and especially our children. It's criminal that they are telling our teenagers and young kids to take the vaccine. There are going to be serious repercussions for that, both legally and personally for our kids. It's already yeah, showing up with the bears. Yeah, my not getting that vaccine, and I'm not getting it either. I don't care if y'all offer us a million dollars. It's not worth all of that, because now you got the teenagers having problems with their hearts and all this other stuff that y'all didn't count up the cost. You totally and see now, it. You totally nobody see it. saying nothing about that, though. No, you're right. You're right about it. And <clears throat> a lot of teens have had uh, paralysis of the arm, swelling of the head. Thrombosis is the biggest one. Uh, bleeding in the brain, bleeding in the body. Oh, what my they goodness. Don't, yeah, what they don't understand about this vaccine is that it creates a spike protein that actually gets into the brain and the membranes in the brain. So a lot of clotting in the brain, a lot, which changes every kind of physical and mental and emotional uh, operation of the body when, when that happens. And so they're not saying it. They don't want to tell the truth about it. But it's so and we'll hear about it later. But that's how the enemy works. He comes in and steals. And by the time you see the damage, he's long gone. And that's what's going to come up in a few years around some of these really bad things. But you know what? We've been blowing the whistle for months and years. You know that. And uh, and if people want to remain ignorant, there's nothing much we can do about it. No, all you could do is look at them and pray. That's all you can do. That's true. How you doing? I'm I'm fine. Just doing what I'm supposed to be doing and keeping my child safe and we doing what we supposed to be doing. Now, but they tried to convince us to get they trying to convince all the students at his school to get a get the vaccine and talking about they're gonna open the schools back up and I'm just looking at them. I'm now, like, how old is this your fourth son? wave hit and we'll see what tune you be they be talking. How old is your Come son? August. Kiana, how old, how old is, is your son? Yeah. Um, he just turned 14. All right, cool. Um, that's your friend, David. Your friend, that's David. That's my boy. That's of course, David. I know. And I, and I, I want to say, yeah, don't. There is no precedent in the world for him to have to take the vaccine. Nothing in the world of science, in the world of vaccines, in the world of virology, in the world of, of, of medicine really is justifying this trajectory. This one here is bad. Teenagers don't need it. Young people don't need it. People who have good immune system don't need it. This might only apply to a handful of older people. Um, this is bad. It's not good. So stay the course. Uh, your son will uh, uh, thank you for it when he's older and realizes that uh, he was he was given the grace to dodge a bullet. Exactly, because people are deceived, and that's yeah. what this all boils down to at the yeah. end of the day. Hey, thanks for the call. God bless you. We'll talk to you, you soon. Okay, bye-bye. All right, I'm, I'm talking to Lisa in Redwood City on line number four. Lisa, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, we, I I've got two minutes. I have a short time. I know. Yes, indeed. So, um, hi, Pastor Jesse. Thank you for the hi. prayers. All is well. So, I wanted to talk about um, the message from yesterday, and I'm coming from Second Corinthians four and two. But before uh -huh. that, it says number. I mean, one says therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. You know, and then part two. But we have yes. renounced the hidden things with dishonesty, okay? And the question is, as a sold-out teacher for Christ that fears God more than man, I want to know how do I renounce a policy that's prevalent in the public school system that is contrary to the glory of God? Where do I begin? 
All right. So what you want to do, because we've been helping people out with uh, with literature around employers have to actually be fully knowledgeable themselves of the implications of implying or demanding that their uh, employees take vaccines. We got you already know that we are passing out. Um, the uh, employee uh, employee vaccine information uh, pamphlet. They have to know this information before they would suggest to you that you need to take it because otherwise they're simply piping out data that's wrong. We're also uh, passing out information that has to do with um, the constitutional right to reject um, uh, uh, this kind of forced vaccine thing too. Now, just to speak briefly, because again, I only got a couple minutes, what you and I are dealing with right now in terms of the public schools, and I'm, I'm so burdened about the public schools because mm. um, we have so many of our loved ones that are in that system. I wish that we could say, get out. I really do wish we could say, get out, only because the foundation of public school education today is dominated by this critical theory, critical race theory, critical gender theory now, and it's so bad and so propagandized and so twisted and so wrong and so anti-scientific uh, and, and so anti-social and so anti-children. Uh, we actually know what they want to do with the children. This is the enemy. He's already uh, practiced this model many, many times before in different uh, communist countries. Everybody that has come to America from con- communist countries sees the propaganda, the ideology that you guys are fighting against. You've got to go online and look up material that addresses your subject matter uh, with some kind of uh, professional leverage behind it. In doing so... You get a chance to present them with that material before you simply lay out your opinion. Be prudent about it and may the Lord bless you. Until next time, keep your eyes on Jesus and study your Bible. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved.